Previously on Coppers and Cantrips, the party members uh, went to a festival, and at this, uh, the night before the festival, they suddenly woke themselves into a weird dream and saw a strange man who told them that there were uh, some sort of dangerous or catastrophe coming up that they would need to grow and prepare for. The next morning, they went off doing their various responsibilities uh, at the festival. And while walking around, two of them met up while playing some games, and the other two met up while shopping. And while they were exploring the festival, a human male's face appeared in the sky. That human male is the Reverend Lucien Sibri, who spoke of his Order of Light and how he would bring Helm and the gods back to Grandmere by displaying force. And this, this force of display that he showcased at the festival was he rained down hundreds and hundreds of meteors onto the festival. And the tail end of that attack is actually where we pick up. We are going to start with Jupiter and Tazdeal. You two just saw what appears to be the last of the meteors fall uh, and dispatch that before it could do significant harm. Around you, there is obvious destruction, damage, death, injury. There are hundreds of people in your immediate area that are either in pain, attempting to help out other people who are in pain, uh, and, and festival booths or tents that have been destroyed and other material goods that have been destroyed. How are you reacting in this moment? My, my character is, is simply focused on one thing, and that's to find Thephira. And well, you, you already know where she is. Like, you yeah, know you which, so I'm going to be attempting to get to her. That's my main objective. So I know that I was like something you said about 200 feet or something like that away. Is even less. You're, you're, even you're, less. You're, you can jog up to her. Though. Yeah, yeah. So I want to jog up to her. As you do, she is clearly administering health uh, or casting some sort of healing spell uh, on on someone nearby. Fanny, I will help. I will cast uh, on a nearby person that's that's down or hurting, which it could be any any citizen. Um, I'm gonna cast healing word onto them. Okay. So you see, uh, real close to you, there is someone who clearly has taken some shrapnel, uh, and you. What what's it like when you cast healing word? So. I will get down on one knee, and I'll uh, put my hand over them with my palm out flat towards them, and uh, while moving my palm up and down to kind of scan for serious wounds, I'll my hand will emit a, a radiant soft energy, something like a sparkle while glowing, and it'll fall down upon them, and they will glow slightly as they take in more health. Cool. Do you say anything in particular? Like a I word? Shall, <laughs> I shall say, be well. Be well. 
Okay, so you say, be well, be well, and this, this, uh, actually a dwarven merchant, uh, who's taken some shrapnel, um, it, you can see they're, they're wincing in pain, and then suddenly, after you say your words, their wounds start to close up a little bit, and they're not at 100%, but they're, they're clearly stabilized now. So, um, Jupiter, mm-hmm. do you have any reactions in this setting? Um, I guess I kind of followed him over to Fafira, but I'm just kind of looking around, kind of almost in shock. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is not what I expect. I mean, this is not like <laughs> what is going on. I, I guess whatever crazy dream we had was was right. So right now I'm just kind of like I don't. I'm not any kind of medical expert, so I can't really help anybody. I'm just kind of sticking with him because he's. Like, do you want? I mean, there there are things that you can do, and there's a bunch of stuff that's like knocked over. You can probably shoulder, like get, get carry somebody over. Uh, go, actually, you know, what, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Though. Let me figure out what. It is. Uh, let's see. Twenty-one. That first roll of the night. All right, cool. So with the 21, you can spot out basically everyone that's injured in your area. Uh, you can see a lot of the different tents and stuff. You see also in the distance, there is what is clearly a medical tent also. Uh, so if you wanted to do something like help carry people over or call for attention from them here, those are definitely options to you. Uh, you do see other people who are administering healing spell kind of work in your area. So those are things that are available to you. Okay. You wish. Um. So I guess I s- see him like casting healing word on someone. So I, I guess I'll look around, find someone that's injured, and bring them over to cast deal. All right. Cool. So you see a a halfling uh, who clearly has like a broken arm, and um, you and and. Actually, you know what? They need to be able to. They need assistance getting over there. So they also have a broken leg. Uh, they got both, and so you can tell that they're still alive though, and they're clearly crying. Um, and you want to bring Tazdil over here, or do you want to try to bring them over to Tazdil? I'll try and bring them over to Tazdil. Okay. Do you say anything to Pretty injured. Um, I noticed there are some people healing over there. Do you want some help? Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that'd be, that'd be great. Please help. Okay. All right. So you kind of take one yeah. arm and shoulder and you just kind of you know, like army walk. Yeah, exactly. Kind of thing, right? Okay. And Tazdiel, your friend from the other night, is carrying a halfling over. I, I'll see this and then I'll say, everyone, group together. And what I'm going to do is, when everyone groups together and they get into a nice little kind of huddle, mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Prayer of Healing, mm. uh, which is going to... Do you know the effect? Uh, I, I know the basics of it. Uh, it's basically like you create a small zone that they can all heal in, right? Yeah, so it's up to six creatures you can see within range, and they get uh, 2d8 uh, plus my spellcasting ability modifier. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so you immediately see that the, the halfling's arms and or arm and leg uh, both start to, to fall in together and they're getting more and more use out of it. Uh, there's a handful of other people in the area and like, actually as you cast it, Fairy is actually bringing in 
uh, another person, a human, who uh, needs some healing too into this area. And she looks up at you, kind of appreciative that, that you're doing that. Uh, go ahead and roll me an inside check. Yes. Uh, insight would be seven. Okay, cool. Uh, with that, let's cut over to uh, our Envy and our <coughs> Yusuf. <laughs> I mean, I could have told you something, but... <laughs> nope! You see that there, you showed up. <laughs> the two of you are in a security tent, uh, and you were pulled over here by some of the Windhelm police. Uh, because Yusuf, you are watching over the daughter of the governor of Volatas, uh, Umalia, and uh, you know the situation that you're in. You you can't necessarily see outside, but you've heard a lot of the commotion stop, uh, and so you, you kind of get the sense that things have calmed down a little bit. How do you react while inside the tent? While I'm inside the tent, uh, can I see if everyone inside is already okay? Uh, yeah, you look around and uh, everyone does seem to be okay. Yeah, be- like the this tent, because it's a security tent, clearly had more protections on it and had more people who are capable of protecting near it. Uh, so yeah, the people that are inside are okay. You do not see any other necessarily like dignitaries. They seem to mostly be security personnel and a handful of people who are just kind of nearby. All right. Um, I guess my first action would be to start heading out of the tent, so I poke my head out and look around to see what's going on outside. Go ahead and roll a perception. Okay. While he does that, what are you doing? Um, so, at this point, I'm assessing uh, kind of the situation in there. Everyone looks pretty freaked out. Um, I want to try and calm, uh, pronounce her name as well, Humalia. Humalia, I want to try and calm her down. Alright, so, so, yeah, she is... She's not like bawling, but she's clearly sniffing and and like has some tears in her face, and she's just like, Yusuf, what, what's what's going on? What's what's happening? There's some really bad and crazy people outside, and a whole lot of stuff going on. But I got you. Don't worry about it. And as I say this, I'm like, well, I'm gonna show you something real quick, okay? I'm gonna show anybody this, so you know, cute between us. And everybody else in this tent, obviously. <laughs> she she kind of nods. Well, yeah. the, the two of you probably like went mm-hmm. off to the side. Of yeah, and so I'm gonna pull out the string instrument. I don't remember which one I have. I think it's a lyre. I just want to struggle a little bit for it, just to try and calm her Okay. Uh, yeah. roll for performance. Cool. Uh, 19. All right. Uh, so you start playing a little ditty. Do you have any? What's it sound like? I mean, it's very like. Renaissance era, like Spanish guitars, a whole lot of those like flourishes, a lot of flamenco flourishes. And stuff. <laughs> right, so, I mean, you you traveled with her and you've worked with the family before, so the two of you are pretty familiar. This is a song that she has heard before. Yes. This is a song that that you know she enjoys and will bring a smile to her face. And she kind of starts humming along even as you're playing it. Um, and she's like, okay. And she's definitely calming down. She like she's still kind of, you know. Um, and then she she just asked it, who who was that that guy up there? No idea. Um, never. I've never actually. Well, can I? I guess I can't ask you what role But what have I heard his name before? Uh, go ahead and roll me a history check. Thank you. Nat twenty. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, so there's a lot of things that you know about this. Um, you would recognize the name Reverend Lucien Seabury. You would also recognize the name the Order of Light. The Order of Light, as you understand it, uh, is a, a kind of religious organization that has always been around, more or less, and, and, and has they're, they're essentially like just very devout to worshiping the gods and and replicating the gods in their work uh, in Grandmere. And they haven't ever taken any sort of action like this one before. Right? This is uncharacteristic in a lot of ways of the Order of Light. And when and, and you kind of get the feeling that when the Reverend says that he's a member of the Order of Light and he's a Reverend in the Order of Light, that he's kind of creating his own offshoot of people within the Order of Light. Like, you get the feeling that you, you might know some people. Oh, this is a Jim Jones situation, got it. This is a, not like the most popular form of worship or whatever, but is a relatively well-known popular, or what relatively well-known form of worship. Um, but this guy clearly takes everything about that to the extreme. Gotcha. Um, and, and, and in a, like, altering things about it form of extreme. Because um, as far as you know, there is no such, like, you know, rain meteors down on people element to order of like that seems to be brand new. You also recognize the name Reverend Lucien Seabury and probably maybe even the face. Maybe he's been in like a news article that you read at some point or something like that. Um, that he's I mean, he's a reverend. He has done things like he spoke at places and he will he will go to places and talk about uh, the gods uh, and try to bring more people into the order. So his is a name that is probably familiar. And I'm guessing he'd probably be a person of interest to people like my family, right? Uh, not necessarily, not directly. It's not like he has had any, like, known uh, criminal ties or anything like that. It's not like he's, mm. he's... He's not, like, collecting people's money and then, like, spending it nefariously or anything like that. He doesn't have any, like known vices or anything like oh, that. Oh, so as far as everybody else knows, he he was legit up until recently where he decided to just go offshoot. Yeah, like he, crusade, he, he might have said it. some things that people were like, huh, haven't thought about it that way. Um, but as far as you know, he hasn't said anything like murder tons of people. Cool. And that's all. That, that, that's yeah. what you get out of that. Cool. There's so, a lot more than I was expecting to say. Today. All good. All good. <laughs> Pretty good for a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> you should see my intelligence stat. Trust me, guys. <laughs> anyway, point is, so yeah, so I, so knowing all of this, when she asked me who was that guy, I just tell her, look, in this world there are people who will twist any kind of word to get what they want, and this guy's no different. He's taking something that's meant to be something good. And using it to literally rain hell on people. So, whoever he is, he won't be around for long because people like him usually gets what's coming to him. Uh, so, as as you're finishing up this explanation, I'm saying all this while I'm playing. Mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in song. Just just a little bit of strumming going on to you know, keep a little on. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but as you're finishing up saying this, one of the police officers from before that helped escort you into the tent. Uh, walks over and, and is checking and is like, is, is the governor's daughter okay? And she's so great, you Molly, you Molly, or are you fine? And she looks up at him and goes, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm better now. And he, he looks up at you and goes, okay, uh, you know, I, I hate to say this because I know that you, you have your charge here, but I feel like we could really use your help probably outside of the tank. There's, it's pretty bad. And actually, right after saying that, 
What was your perception roll? 19. Uh, it was 19? Okay, so. I got the good <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's rolling pretty well tonight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm all the people that matter. It's fine. Hey, it's all the averages, my brother. You'll yeah. have your time, Taz. Uh, so, Envy, you look out and you basically see more or less the same kind of thing that Jupiter saw. Uh, but from, from the opening of the tent, you look out and there is... You did not see all of this destruction from before because you were pretty focused when you were helping to bring Eumalia into the tent, right? So when you look out, it is shocking to you just how much devastation was rained down. You see there are like smoke piles or, or smokestacks uh, piling up into the air. Um, and and there's uh, clearly people like wailing and calling for help everywhere, uh, and, and you see tons of, of tents falling, caved in. Uh, you look over and see some of the games that you were playing at have, have those have since been destroyed, and uh, some of the prizes that were, could have been won have like flown about in places. You're taking in all of this. What's your reaction? Uh, so after I open the tent and I see this, I, I briefly pause with my my eyes wide open, just taking in everything for a moment, because um, I'm I'm like in a, a state of shock almost. Um, and then after that, I start um, walking towards the the closest piece of wreckage to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what's closest to me? Uh, so so you, you do have to, to walk a, a little bit just to get to where the tents are because there's a little bit of space in between for the, the security tent. You, you you walk up a little bit and <clears throat> it's actually from one of the games. Let me go ahead and figure out which one because uh-huh. there's a few different options that that could be. Okay. Pick a number, one, two, three, four, four, five. You can roll a d6 and re-roll sixes, I guess. All right, I'll do that. Four. Four. Uh, the closest one to you uh, is actually the Goblin Targets game, or is the, the Shooting Targets game um, from before that you had seen Yusuf and Umalia at when you first walked up to them. Uh, and, and so yeah, you, you walk up there, and there you, like, the tent more or less is no longer there for all intents and purposes. Oh, right. it's, it, it is been destroyed it is leveled you see a relatively big rock basically smoking sitting there there might be there might be some like small flames uh around you see a bunch of the toys that were awards are like laying about um you don't even see the little pop crossbow thing that they were shooting with and you can't see uh the person who is running it um, hmm, I can't see him? Alright. Uh, Presumably they're either, they run away or they are underneath the rubble. Those are the options. Alright, um, can I try moving some of the rubble to see if there's anyone in the debris? Sure. Go ahead and roll me a... Let's go ahead and start with a constitution. Constitution? Okay. Actually, you're a tiefling. Yes. So... That gives you. Let me pull up your. So, um, I've got fire resistance. I've got 
Yeah, okay. Dark vision. I won't let you roll for it then, because you do have fire resistance. I was going to check to see if it was too hot for you to do, but you won't, because you're a tiefling. And so you, like, touch it, and it is clearly hot, uh, and so you wince a little bit before trying to do anything, um, but it it's not too much for you to do anything with. And so you, you want to, like, start just, like, picking things up and moving them? Yeah, yeah. go ahead and roll me a strength check. Yikes. Um, that's a, that's a net one. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay, uh, so the first thing that you think to do is you think to that. walk up and start <laughs> pushing the, the big rock that's there and trying to, like, roll it off of the tent. And as you start to push it, you kind of lean a little bit too much into it, and you don't really take into account the fact that there's, like, a tent there now. And you kind of just slip and fall. Oh. Um, but as you slip and fall, uh, you notice that there is a pretty significant patch of that is growing of blood in the tent. Yeah. Big eggs. Um. Okay, I'm gonna move towards the side where the blood is coming from. And uh, see if I can um, see a body. Uh, you, even before that, as you go over, you see the outlines of limbs. I see the outlines of limbs. Uh, any of them moving? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I decide that this might be too futile. This person's probably already gone. Um, I start to move on. <laughs> yeah, that's a good guess. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and so as you get up and start walking uh, away, let's check back in with Taz and Jupiter. So Taz, uh, Theory just walked up and dropped off uh, another person at your little circle of prayer of healing. Are they are they on their deathbed, or is there anyone near their deathbed? No, no. So you know that Theory has a a very how should I say? A systematic kind of approach yeah. uh, is is not is well trained in triage. Yes, understood. And and so she very specifically picked out someone Und- who was very hurt, but knows not to pick someone who's basically dead. Understood. Yeah, yeah. Any reaction that she is dropping this person off. Um, in the middle of my prayer, I am casting my spell, casting my lights and healing, and I see her dropping someone off. And I focus on them so that I can get them into that that healing zone. Uh, I would like to look her in the eye to give her a nod and just to confirm, like you know, while in the middle of my prayer because I'm speaking, obviously. Right. Uh, As you go to look her in the eye, she's already turning around and looking for something else. Okay. And to that, uh, what I'll do is the next person that is uh, closest next to me. That is, uh, that needs like personal care specific. I'll cast a healing word onto them because they might be outside of that little zone that I was just casting in, whoever's closest, mm-hmm. just to kind of like accelerate that process and not really uh, slow things down, if you will. Okay, yeah, because the uh, just so you know, that that spell is like a it's instantaneous, but it's like a 10 minute thing that's happening continuously, so. I imagine as time is passing, you know. Yeah. People are 
going in going circles, in circles, getting, getting, getting in, and getting healing and stuff like that. Yeah, and, so, and and even while you're doing that, you especially you look around. Other people have started taking similar actions. Those that might know the spell uh, have have been setting up essentially their own little like. Yeah, and things. I've I've been I've been helping out. I've been bringing people to the different. Yeah, yeah, you're you're walking over and dropping more people off in the similar way that that there is too. So I have a particular yes. ability to uh, spare anyone very close to their end. Mm-hmm. If there's anyone of importance or anyone that has that particular uh, uh, look to them, if you will, or I would like to go and see if I can help. <laughs> okay. So go ahead and roll me perception. Sure. Here we go again. Okay, that's better. That's just better. Also, Fourteen. Okay. How far away is the medical tent? I'll hold over your... Was I was going to say, I got a 21, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I know I saw it before. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not all that far away. Okay. It's like maybe 100 or so yards away. Okay. Um, you, you can see it, uh, especially since like there are clearly people that are walking in, in that direction. Right. You also see a security tent, of which a tiefling who looks kind of familiar... Uh, that you happen to be looking like really close at because you rolled really high in perception. <laughs> <laughs> you see that he has left the tent and is walking over it's, to where the game is. Out of curiosity, uh, can my character see uh, any people looking towards the tent? No, not yet. Okay. One thing at a time. I'm going to meta for you so much. Let <laughs> 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 me doing that. <laughs> Uh, was on the okay. with, with your 14 though you see there are uh, Winhelm police mm-hmm. who are walking around and helping out people as well uh, and you kind of get the sense that they would be the ones who would know if there were any particular people that might need very quick saving uh, they're clearly organizing themselves and organizing other people a lot quicker than than you know, the distorted people these are police that are trained for not necessarily anything this catastrophic because nothing this catastrophic has happened before but for situations to arise and so they're getting themselves in line and following their chain of command and figuring out how to best organize people so you might want to walk up to them if you want to find anyone in particular that you might need to yes if uh if there's one nearby just you know walking by me i would like to tap one of them or just kind of signal one of them down while healing uh, to, to come over or just stop for a second and I'll just walk over and say are there any important people that need help? Particularly those that are at the end if you will. Okay. You walked, walk up. Uh, she is a human woman uh, and she's clearly wearing the, the garb that I described before. It's a sharp looking windhelm, kind of slightly nicer than what their feet would be, but not quite as nice as what their form would be. And, and she like, kind of turns to you and, and looks down uh, and goes, uh, Oh, yeah, uh, are, you, are you a cleric? Yes. Thank you, thank you, yeah. No, you're, you will definitely be very helpful. Uh, you, you know what, the, the best places for you to check in uh, are probably going to be uh, either the, the med tent over there or, or security check-in. Those are more likely the places that we're going to be bringing in our dignitaries or if anybody that needs serious help is. Those are the best centers for you to check out. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So after that happens, what I want to do is uh, go back to the area that I was just in, mm-hmm. signal a ferry that I'm going to 
like go over to that area so that I can help and but I would like to see if because I know that she might have maybe a spell or two that might actually help these people or at least get them into an order so she can organize people to come and help them as well like some of the guards so um, I just wanted to relay that to her okay there he goes yeah how about uh how about we split up uh you know cast a wide net I'll, I'll go over to the med tent and walk over to the security tent and we'll set up we'll set up there that's what work so she starts walking up in that direction and then we'll I'll start walking off to that direction but before I do I want to signal to my friend here uh, if he's coming with you coming with sure things seem to be seem to have a system going on here everything seems to be working so sure I'll come and join and help you out so me and him are gonna both walk off to follow towards the security tent, is it? Yeah. Yeah, so we're gonna to go towards the security tent. Okay, and uh, as you do, you will be crossing paths with Envy. Hello. Hello. Is there any help that I can give here? Anyone important? Important. Um, all the, the people you would consider important, I suppose would be over at that security tent, and I, I gestured to my side, pointing back to the tent. Let's go. So we'll start heading over. I'm not sure if you're following. Yeah, as as you're walking up, there are clearly injured people being like escorted or or, or helped over towards the security tent. Um, as far as you can tell, there are no specific dignitaries. Uh, you're also not sure how many of them would have been out in this area necessarily. There's the festival itself ha- takes place over a very large area, right? So right. There, there is, like, a wide lot that has all of the merchant tents and the, like, gaming booths kinds of thing. And so that's already a lot of people, and that's the areas that all of you were in. There is also where the arena was, or is, it's still standing, uh, where the arena is that had uh, its events going on inside there. You also know that there were parts of the festival that took place inside where the temple is, like, that's kind of next to the arena, um, and also some things that happened in the grounds uh, of where the, the royal family's castle is. So, so this is a wide area. Like, like think all of downtown LA in, in a spread out form kind of thing. It, it, this is, there's a lot of places that people could be going to. Uh, but you get there and there are uh, some injured, probably like the, the most politically noteworthy or, or no, the most noteworthy personnel would probably be police officers that are being that have been injured that are, are coming in or or other healers maybe uh, that are coming in that might have gotten injured in the process those no no politicians but there are those kinds of people that you might want to be directing your efforts towards considering where everyone I'd like to check for medicine so I want to do like a medicine check, oh, just in general to see, in. Yeah, 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 just to see like if there's anyone particularly far along, but, or yeah, if basically I could just... it'll be like a this is how good you are triaging kind yeah. of check. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, nineteen. Yeah. You're pretty good at triaging. Yeah, there is yeah. someone who is like very close uh, that you still think is savable though. Okay, so I would like to walk up to that individual. Mm-hmm. Is this, it... this is a, another police officer, actually. Uh, he is bleeding profusely, um, and his arm seems like it was crushed, basically. Okay, so to him, I want to walk up, and I want to say to him, 
You're going to be okay. Come, come. And I want to touch him on his arm and with my right hand. And then I want to put my left hand on his chest. My left hand being uh, the one with the bracelet, which is what I use to channel the most amount of my energy. And I will cast Spare the Dying. Yeah. Uh, it's a at will. I don't have to, like, you know, do anything more. But my words will soothe him and, and bring him from his brink. I want him to go from having a, a face of pain and agony to a serene kind of face and that's what I'm looking for and uh, if I can if I, if you'll allow right after that I would like to then put my, my, my left hand up and have my bracelet glow with energy and then cast another uh, prayer of healing okay yeah uh, so you finish up and his quickened breath eases out, it gets paced, uh, his arm is still wrecked, but he's clearly not being lost. Uh, and then you set up the, the prayer again, and some people that have been brought around to the security tent are being brought in. Hey everyone, how you doing? MC Hat Tim here, not editor, because Lloyd, who plays Envy, is actually covering editing duties this episode, so that I can have time to go enjoy my birthday, and also prep the next play session. Anyway, I hope you think the audio sounds better this time around. We're liking our new setup a lot more. Speaking of audio, shout out to TabletopAudio.com, our source for awesome ambiance and music to help accent our show. Visit TabletopAudio.com for great loops and sound effects that you can use to enhance your own gaming experience at home. And did I mention it's free? Because it is. And as we all know, getting something for free makes it even better. This week's D&D inspiration is The Venture Maidens. Venture Maidens was actually the first D&D podcast I started listening to after Critical Role. I found them from typing top D&D podcasts into Google and reading a list on Bello Collective, the folks behind last episode's inspiration, joined the party. Venture Maidens are a fantastic example of a group of good friends coming together to have some genuine fun. I love how the players roleplay. They feel for their characters, and they aren't afraid to let their characters feel and go through real-life emotions, and it brings so much life to their podcast. The other truly inspirational thing about them is that they live stream. I feel like it's fair to say that it takes a certain level of courage to publish your own content in any form, but to jump out the gate streaming live, <laughs> I wish I were as brave as the Venture Maidens. Anyway, with all that, let's get back to the party as they come together in the wake of the Order's attack. At this, Yusuf. Uh, you notice that three people from last night have come in. One of them has started setting up a healing circle uh, and has helped bring back one of the police officers uh, who, who was injured and brought into the tent um, and is stabilizing him. Mm-hmm. Any reaction? Yeah. So obviously I recognize these guys. Like, yeah. They're all here. So really quickly, like, you know, at this point, I'm, I assume I'm already done playing and whatnot. So I just tell Molly that, hey, wait here. Got to talk to some people. And so I walk over and I'm just like, good to see you guys aren't crushed. Was wondering when you guys would show up. We were far. We were far. Far away. I see. Yeah. So 
glad you guys got a handle on, on things here, I'm guessing. Yes. At this point, I want to turn to the guy who asked for my help outside. The police officer? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And what I do is, hey, officer, real quick, it's going to help you out real quick, but um, don't freak out when I do it. So we're going to use the sky itself, but on everything below my neck, just so I basically look like I'm putting on one of their uniforms so I can blend in. <laughs> uh, he looks over at you and goes, you know, I, I don't really know if that's necessary, but... Uh, yeah. Tr- trust me, it'll help. And so I'm like, lead the way. Alright, so he starts... I need uh, to look as much as an awesome as possible. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing the long game. Yep. <laughs> okay. um, go ahead and roll me perception. Cool. Um, great. Uh, seven. Okay. Uh, so the two of you are, are essentially walking around and finding more people that you can bring into the tent. Are you, are you like essentially partnering with him? Yeah, he said he needed my help. So at this point, yeah, I just I don't want to give the impression that there's like a high power person there or whatever, like helping up, helping out there. I just wanted to look like everything is normal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then, yeah, you're you're doing the same kind of thing. You're walking around, mm-hmm. maybe clearing out some of the rubble on the way, yeah. but mostly focusing your efforts towards finding people who are injured who need to be brought back to one of these tents that, yeah. that needs to help. What I will do, though, while I'm out there searching, I would like to use detect magic just to see if I can... St- some, I tried it last time, but I want to try it again just to see if I can get a bead on anybody doing anything particularly nefarious in the area. My range on it is... Um, yeah, it's 30 feet. Okay. No, um, yeah. The first thing that most immediately pops up I think, are all the different healing spells mm-hmm. that are happening in the area. There are also people casting things like uh, a mage hand or, or various things to help like clear the rubble and stuff. One weird one that might stand out a little bit is there's somebody who's cast mage hand who is clearly picking up coins uh, and then shuffling them back to... And, to wherever that person is. I want to follow that bead. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Envy, Jupiter, two of you are in the security tent. Alright. Well, after I see Yusuf leave, um, I decide that I need to um, see if there's anybody else who needs to come towards either the security or medical tents. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to head out and uh, use Vomitargy to... um, Send my voice outwards in multiple directions mm-hmm. around the, the campground, directing people towards the, the two tents. Is that possible? Yeah. What do you say? I I tell them the exact. I don't know. I don't know where the map they are on the map, but I give them the exact location of both tents for the people who are still able to move but still need help to come you, or to bring. You people. basically shout like, "Hey, come to the security tent if you need." Uh, if you need healing, or if you know somebody needs healing, or, or direct your efforts here, if you need someone, one of us yeah. to come out to you. Okay, Jupiter. I will do literally the exact same thing on the other side because I also left out. Okay, so the two of you. Why are, are the teeth fleet shouting? <laughs> <laughs> we can make ourselves loud. We Good can. Voice. <laughs> so one, of, one of the human police officers uh, walks up to you, Jupiter, and goes, like, kind of puts his hand on your shoulder and goes, hey, uh, th- thanks for helping out. Yeah, appreciate it. 
of him, but not me. I see how it is. It's on the other side of the tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Of, of course, officer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, wow. but of course, officer. Role play! <laughs> the microphone's over here. You know, and, so and I'm good. also over here. You don't have to turn around behind you. So but good. I'm a mercer! <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Okay, the police officer that walks around to your front. So I'm so sad. This yeah, no, where, where you looking, friend? Where you looking? <laughs> I, was, you know, I, I forgot to say at the beginning, this is the first time that we are all in the same area recording. We normally record from different locations. So it is, I guess, an interesting kind of learning curve to get used to that kind of thing. But anyway. Yeah, no, it's no, more no, fun no. this way. Uh, I told you. It's uh, totally immersed. I told you guys. Anyway, continue. Um, okay. But now so, I have to wear pants. So yeah, he, he, he walks past you and also... <laughs> Yeah, that's... I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> As you should rolling. So, then he keeps on like, walking out past. Uh, let's get back to Yusuf. Yusuf, you're following this mage hand as it picks up points? Yeah. And I'm also, you know, subtly, like, leading the officers. Like, I'm like, don't don't make anything of it. Just follow me. Are you pointing out the mage hand, too? Basically, yeah. like, I'm, I'm letting him know, like... At this point, like yeah, I've I've learned I've worked with the I've worked with a police element enough to know like they have like hand signals and stuff. So I'm just like, okay, go ahead and roll me some stealth. Cool. Okay. Uh, sixteen. Okay, do. You said some stuff, so should do one roll again or <laughs> some <laughs> stealth, multiple stealth. Interpret just just oh. one stealth. One be stealth fine. is fine. Uh, one so. One. As you get near, you notice there the, the mage hand is going towards a uh, a goblin who is collecting some of the coin, and and is as the mage hand reaches him, he puts it into a little pouch and he starts sending it off again, presumably to do the same thing. But how far away is he from me? Uh, he is probably. As, as you're following, we'll say you get to about 15, 20 feet away from him. Cool. All right. Um, any actions? Or yep. Yeah. Hold person. You're going to cast hold person on him? Yep. All right, cool. He has to make a what now? Hold person. He needs to make a wisdom save of 14. Thank you. So you see as the mage hand is kind of floating out, uh, it kind of like pauses as he starts to tense up and he gets very wide-eyed all of a sudden he starts looking around and you see he starts kind of like freezing and his fingers are, are going wide and then he kind of just breaks like with his shoulders uh and then he starts bolting cool uh um, i do gold gotta get him yep hold oh. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I'm going to launch my uh, dagger after him. Okay. Actually, no. I'm going to launch my equal after him. You're just going to throw it at him? Yep. Cool. <laughs> Go ahead. Whoosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is better than a throwing weapon. <laughs> um, 14. 14? Okay. Uh, as it, it flies towards him... And he's kind of like holding on to his pouch and he's kind of dropping a couple coins and catching him and trying to 
put it back into a pocket and as he starts running he like um he kind of stumbles over some stuff as he's going and then the iguana flies like right over his shoulder and he kind of jumps he goes, ah! and, and then like looks back to where it was and then he sees you uh and he like looks for where he might be able to go and bolts into a crowd go ahead and roll me perception Seven again. <laughs> uh, he's in the crowd, and you are not too sure where. Feels bad, man. No, makes sense. Yeah, next next time around, I, I know what I'm gonna do. Okay. Yeah, I'm assuming that's my turn. Gotcha. Uh, and and the the cop who's with you goes, you know what? I I think we got uh, bigger things right now, anyway. And he kind of gestures at some of the rubble and stuff. Right. Uh, anything back at the tent, or are we still thaumaturging our... I uh, collect, collect my weapon. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. you can do that so as, as, as well. Yeah, I'm still thaumaturging. Just... Sure, I will continue helping with uh, the effort of calling I was, people. I, I was congratulating. I need to help more. While um... I, I lack congratulations, <laughs> so I need I need the praise. <laughs> While you are all at hand, we're going to go ahead and... Uh, uh, Yusuf, you're walking we're, we're, back. We're tieflings. Mm-hmm. We like acknowledgments. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, you were saying? Yeah. I understand you. I do too. Y'all, some, y'all are some yeah. very uh, misguided boys, okay? <laughs> okay, Claire. <laughs> uh, as, as Yusuf and the police officer that you with walk up, there's uh, another officer... Who, who's coming up, uh, who makes an announcement kind of to, to everybody who's at the tent, um, and he says, hey, uh, can, can some of y'all, especially you officers around, gather around, uh, I'm still a <laughs> <laughs> I'm still an officer. Yeah, sure, uh, okay. <laughs> I believe it. The prince, uh, Prince John, he's, he's actually going to be making a, uh, a speech over uh, over at where the stage is uh, he's coming out uh, I think it if, if we're able to, to walk over there it might be good for us to to show a bit of presence to help to help calm some of the people down over there I, I uh, nod and agree and I start to follow this person he kind of looks at you and goes like I mean I said officers but yeah sure you, you should check it out too yeah it's a good idea yeah. I, so I, I look, so yeah, so I nod, you know, I'm still playing my role. I look over at Taz and I'm just like, can you keep an eye on the little one for me? Yeah. Yeah. And so I look at Yumali and I'm just like, he, he's a no, good guy. Yumali and goes, <laughs> as soon as you start saying that, Yumali was like, no, no, I, I want to see the prince. It's not safe out here. Trust me. You're better, you're, you're safer with the cleric. I'll be right back. Yusuf, come on. There's like... There's no way that being closer to where the prince is isn't going to be safer. They're going to be taken care of. That's, that's they're clearly going to be the safest place. Trust me about this kid. I've, I've been in this business long enough to know it's not always it's not always the safest place. <laughs> Just stay with the cleric, please. Please do this for me. Are you staying here or are you going over to the speech? I say to Taz Deal. <laughs> I, need to, I, need to, I need to make that clear because this is an audio based medium and so <laughs> yes role play Mr. Dean uh, so that was more metagaming but <laughs> well, <laughs> oh my god 
I'm gonna look over at uh, our friend you over here and Wait, can that be his nickname now? I'm gonna ask him. <laughs> I'm gonna ask him. Would you like me to come with? I'll bring the kid. Immediately, this Yamaya is like, "That's a great idea." <laughs> and I and I give you like a nod. Like while this whole thing's happening, I'm snickering in the corner. And I kind of I kind of have to give the disapproving big like you know old, like older brother look here, but I'm just like I just nod at him and sigh like, <sighs> "All right." All right, let's just hurry. Let's go. To reassure him, I'll give him uh, something that my dwarven people do as a sign of real good faith, and you can believe in me, where uh, I'll take my weapon, and then I'll toss it over my, my shoulder like this, and um, and then bow my head like, you can trust me. Yeah. And you see me kind of give you a look, and I'm just like... And you know that that's sacred. <laughs> oh, I do. For reasons you don't know yet. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jupiter, are you also following along? Yeah, I'm following. I'm staying toward the back of the crowd, though. Okay. All right. Uh, so you all get there, and I'm gonna stay near Yusuf because uh, he he vouched for me. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you're keeping Yumalia like close at hand. Yeah, I'm. I'm in front of her. I'm in front of her, looking back every like so many seconds. He's, I'm assuming you guys bring up the rear. Yes. And then these two are like flanking. Right. Or at the very least, while, as we walk, I just kind of motion to the two tieflings. I'm like, can you guys like flank the, the kid? And, and so you get there, when you get to where like the staging area is, there is clearly like a VIP area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you kind of assume that if the governor is present, he is probably in that area. Yeah. And so at this point, I'm just like, like just follow my lead. You guys are you guys are with me. It's okay. And we walk towards where I believe the governor is. Okay. Um, so yeah, you get there, and the governor's there, and one of uh, the other Minari uh, handlers is with him. And immediately he like like as you're approaching the area, he runs past out, uh, and he just like grabs you, Molly, and she runs up to him, and 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 they hug for a moment, um, and he like looks up at you. And goes, thank you, thank you for taking care of her. I don't like him. I cut him off and I'm just like, you are, it's like, it's already understood, sir. Happy to help. Now, please, back in safety, please. Yeah, yeah, and he, he gets up and he starts ushering her back into to where that, like, little roped-off section is. Um, and, uh, and, like, as he is, he's, he's like, expecting to follow him. And, mm-hmm. and, and he's like, I, I owe the Minari so much for, for taking care of us this uh, right now. Um, maybe when we get back to Navalitas, uh, we'll, we'll work something out. All good. Um, is, my, is my honor on? No, she actually left uh, as, as we were coming in this morning. She, she boarded back over to Navalitas. Okay, so, uh, she, so she's safe. I, yeah, as far as I know, she wasn't here when the meteors hit. Um, she, I, I don't know if she'll be able to, to come back or not, though. I heard that they're using the teleportation circles right now to help bring in supplies. Uh, I imagine it's hard for someone uh, who's not you know, part of official mm-hmm. personnel to get in right now. Understood. I mean, she, at this point, I'm like, I know she has her, 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 her vice badge, but she's not going to not yeah. gonna flex with it. So as long as she's okay. The last thing I want to know, did she leave any instructions for me? Uh, just the, the basic ones of, you know, you're in charge of Imali's detail. 
copy that. Right. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. And so I turn around, just like, for the, uh, and I gesture to them. So this is the rest of the detail that I was telling you about. Yeah, you, uh, we got it covered. Yeah, so like you're you're all walking in, Envy. Uh, this is like all of a sudden you are upon the other side and like seeing the what would be the fanciest bars and couches and stuff like you've you've never like you've kind of looked into vip areas sometimes when walking around maybe if you've been to an like an event kind of similar to this like if you could even afford to have gotten into the event you've clearly never been in a vip area this is like these are some super cushiony couches and stuff going on that that you're not quite used to. Obviously, everyone's in a very stressed and intense situation, but this is like, wow, you're, this is nice. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm uh, still kind of in a, a, a weird state of like semi-shock. I try to keep my cool and make it not look like I'm, I'm being awkward about it. Yeah. I, put a, I put a hand on your shoulder, I'm just like, relax, shit, relax. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll look over and just smile because in on the inside I know that I've been in this position before and I just nod and tell him you'll get used to it I, I look at him and I, I give him a disapproving look <laughs> <laughs> at this point I decided to cut, uh, cut in might I, might I add there's no spaghetti here just so you know <laughs> darn <laughs> Uh, Envy and Jupiter, go ahead and roll me insight checks real quick. Um, that would be an 11. 11? Envy, you too. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a 7. Envy is, like, really taken in by all the, like, fancy wear going around. Uh, Jupiter, you notice that while you're walking around, even while people are trying to console each other, there are people who are like little whispers of, What's it? what are tieflings doing in here? What are, what are tieflings doing in here? Um, I was going to say, not not particularly. Like, obviously I hear it, but I'm, I'm kind of used to it at this point. Would, would we be able to hear any of these whispers? Or? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. So at this point, I just kind of give them both looks like, ignore them. Yeah, and I'm just, I, I, I just kind of I look a at him. Shrug, like, yeah, this is yeah, yeah. I don't say it out loud, but I'm giving them the look like. You eh. looking around, the four of you, you two probably notice it less. You two definitely notice it. Uh, there are a lot of humans. There's a good number of elves. There's a small number, like a decent number of dwarves. A couple dragonborn, and there's like nothing else. And then the two WT folks. Maybe a couple half elves, but like that—that that is the spread of given the area that you are in the immediate vicinity. That is what people look like. Um, but as you start to notice this, uh, there is a an announcement coming from the staging area, <clears throat> and and somebody announces that uh, Prince John is uh, about to about to come out and speak. Um, and and as they do, you can see up on the stage. There's a man who is probably about in his uh, late 40s, early 50s. Uh, he's got a kind of salt and pepper hair look. He's a human. Uh, he is wearing uh, a, a, a blue uh, shirt. It's kind of buttoned down. It, it looks kind of nice. He's got like a, or, or sorry, like a, like a blue vest kind of thing with a white shirt. 
the with a collar. He's got some gloves, and he clearly looks like he is uh, of a higher status in society. Um, but he doesn't look like super prim and proper. He looks like he was kind of out casually um, because he was just attending the festival. This is, of course, Prince John Romulus II. And he walks to the center of the stage. Uh, he, if you take a, a kind of like closer, a longer look at him, especially given that you are in the VIP section, so you're closer to the stage than others might be, you notice that there is some like scuff marks or dirt marks uh, on his clothing. He has clearly been in the thick of it uh, in in the last, this is, we'll say a long time has passed, not like, like maybe an hour or so or plus since you've started actually helping people out and, and doing all the stuff that you've been doing since the, the meters actually hit. So there's been a good amount of time passed um, before he was able to, to go up on stage and start addressing the crowd. Uh, uh, things that have calmed down across uh, the festival a lot um, as people start turning their attention uh, to this man whose speech from the stage. <clears throat> this uh, this is a difficult moment for Grandmere. Today we have suffered a terrible tragedy. Our people stand with the city of Windhelm as we mourn the loss of countless citizens. I uh, I have spoken with the other members of the Grand Council, the leadership in our military, as well as Tertarian Richspita of the Windhelm Police Department. Together, we have decided that our full resources will go to helping the victims and their families, as well as a swift and thorough investigation into the perpetrators of this evil doing and bringing them to justice. And with that, the crowd starts cheering. Rest assured, we will do everything in our power to right this wrong, but know that we must work together to combat this evil, the likes of which Grandmere has never seen before. I, uh, I call upon all of you who may give their services in an effort to restore Windhelm and its people. If you have any information or talents that you feel may assist in the investigation, please consider working with the Windhelm Police and Grandmere's fine military in their efforts. He pauses real quick as he glances back at the members sitting behind him of the Grand Council and turns back to the audience. These terrorists will not slow the progress of our society. Their hatred will not revert us back to old and dated ways. On the contrary, as we rise from these ashes, we will rise to new heights. Today, I announce the addition of a new seat on the Grand Council. By year's end, a representative from a minority race will be selected and appointed to the Council. They will have equal voting power to the rest of the members. And there's like a lot of like murmurs, some cheers coming from the audiences, uh, and around you in the VIP tent, there's a lot of people who are like, what's another seat going on? What's going on? Your voices will not go unheard. Truly, together, we will overcome this tragedy. 
Helm's blessings to you all. The audience goes up in a roar. They're all cheering for him as he gets ushered off the side of the stage. Uh, you, you notice both, uh, or, or all three of, um, both, sorry, it's only two of them. Bato and Gon and uh, Yorman Rikamali kind of give each other quizzical looks. Um, you get the sense that they weren't expecting him to say that last part uh, about the, the seat on the Grand Council. Um, but they just kind of like shake it off and then walk with him and the rest of the people who are walking off um, in a different direction, actually. You notice that the uh, <coughs> Stratirion uh, Raj Spida is actually walking towards the VIP tent. Um, and you get the sense he's probably going to talk to some of the police or whatever. But any reactions to the speeches and the people around you? So as he mentions the the seat, for the minority minority receipt, I notably narrowed. Like I'd already kind of been like squinting, like okay, okay, okay. As soon as he said that, my eyes notably shot open. Like okay, this this could either be really good or really bad. Also, at that point, my uh, my spell ran out, so back in my regular Lunari threads. <laughs> Very timely detransformation too, as he said that. I'm just thinking, huh? Yeah, I know somebody who's either I know a couple of people who are going to be very happy to hear this, and one who's going to be extremely upset. <laughs> so at this point, I just kind of just take, take. I just kind of take stock of the guys that are with me, and I'm just like, okay, <laughs> all right. Um, being okay. Uh, hopefully. 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 Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk more about it later. We'll talk more about it later. Um, don't look now. I think I have somebody I have to talk to. And I say that looking over at where Shaterion is coming from. Uh, real quick, where did the elven... Um, where did the elf go? Which? From, uh, from Reese? The representative. The representative. Yeah. You know, all you know is that he wasn't on stage. He wasn't. Oh, he wasn't. Oh, that's Sorry. right. That's the one person that wasn't. Well, that wasn't <laughs> the other two, there was Prince John, who's a member of the council, uh-huh. who was speaking. Who's the human rep? Yeah, the human rep. There was Batuangan, uh, the Dragonborn, the Dragonborn, and Gorman Rek Amali, the uh, Dwarven rep. Gotcha. Those two were sitting behind him. Oh, and the high up of the wood up weren't there. And well, the, there is no wood up. There's only a high up. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and the high up Fabrice Louis was not present. Gotcha. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm still looking towards Triterion because I figure if anyone knows where Louis was. He's still kind of making his way over to the VIP tent. Anybody else have reactions? So, uh, my character was, like, passively listening during most of that, but once he hears the last part, he, I, I get, like, a quizzical look on my face, and then I, I look around to see the, the crowd's reactions to what we just heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I, I see any of these faces? Yeah, go ahead and roll inside, sure. I mean, you definitely saw my face. <laughs> um, 16. Yeah. So there's a... Um, overall, the reactions to the speech were pretty positive. Because there's... Given the situation that everyone was in, uh, there's a lot of, like... A lot of what he was saying was, you know, the stuff like, we're going to take care of the victims, we're going to go and get justice, we're going to investigate, and, and all that, and asking for people's help. There's a lot of people who are, like, on that support. And... Uh, at the very least, kind of rode that support into what he was saying, right? Because there's an element of, like, we're defying these people that just attacked us. Yes, that's clearly what they don't want. Yes, we're doing a good thing. Um, there's a lot of other people who were, like, already into the beginning of the speech and then heard that, and they're like, wow, 
I wasn't expecting that at all. Like that was a complete blindside to everyone, basically. Um, and and they're like, I don't know what to do with this information, but I think it's a good thing. And so like they're altering too. There are a handful of people in the crowd who might be like, that's weird. This doesn't seem like the time or place to be saying that kind of thing. Um, and and maybe a handful of people around you who are staunchly like, now hold up, we. We just got used to this whole Grand Council thing over the last year. Uh, we really don't need to be making any changes to this new form of government. And like, like we we just got a brand new form of government, and now you're like making it new again by like adding some people. Um, and and so that's those are the basic array of reactions that you're picking up out of the crowd. Oh. Clearly, most people are happy that their leader addressed them in the situation and that he seems to be putting efforts towards uh, helping out. Like, remember, even though all the people of the Grand Council are considered equal members and all, at the very least, this is Windhelm. It is in a human territory. He is the human representative. It makes the most sense for him to be speaking. Um, and it was also him that started the Grand Council. So he, he's also very popular among the people. So even him like coming out and speaking at all is going to be uplifting spirits in a lot of ways. Um, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no. No, 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 go ahead, because my, mine wasn't my reaction at all, but oh. I was just curious. Oh, I was just wondering, um, did anybody have, like, uh, a visibly negative reaction to the ending part of the speech? Uh, mostly, like, I would say the most negative kinds of reactions that you're getting are quizzical, not the right place, and, and like, what I said before in terms of, uh, like, we just got a new form of government kind of thing. Yeah, the council is a year old. This festival is celebrating that the council is a year old. Um, and so they're like, couldn't we have gotten used to this? So, so, so no, like... Because I, I think... I get what you're thinking, yeah, there's, there's no, like, blatantly, like, racist... Like, what? They're gonna put a, like, minor... Or what they would call minor race on the council? Yeah, not, not overtly, uh, necessarily. Like, you get the feeling that... If this weren't in the con uh, context of the attack, that's very possible and probable yeah. that you would have seen more of that. Right. Uh, but they probably t he probably took advantage of the situation. Kind of politically. You, you get you get that sense a little yeah. bit that, that the, and like like I was gonna say like he yes. was saying it was also a sense of like they announced why they're attacking us and this is not only are we gonna bring them to justice. But we're also defying them by doing this. Yes, like yes, we're proving yes. that United they, is the way we should be. Yeah, we're proving that they are obviously like completely extreme and that is not what the Grand Council stands for. Exactly. You you remember that the the Reverend speech was specifically like we need to bring back and reestablish our power and the way that we do that is reestablishing our rule. And he, he specifically said in a speech, essentially, that he viewed the Grand Council as a kind of movement away from that rule, right. uh, as of watering it down. And he even criticized Prince John in his speech, saying, like, he would have them stand as equals. Yes. Um, and, and so, yeah, exactly. Prince John, picking up on those notes from the speech, said, you know what, I'll take it one further, basically. Yeah. We're going to be putting somebody else on this council, too. Right. So at this point... I'm curious as to uh, what the next steps are. My character, Taz, is going to look around and see that everyone's pretty much taking this with stride and 
I'm going to uh, I'm gonna ask the group so what now what now should we go speak to someone as you're saying as you're saying these exact words uh, before you start it's kind of inconsequential but what was uh, what was Yamalia's reaction uh, she doesn't really like understand the last part she's She's a really big fan of Prince John. I was gonna... And yeah. so she's kind of, like, super jazzed to be hearing him, and she's like, yeah, justice and stuff. Okay. And, um, and and she, like, yeah, she doesn't fully understand the ramifications of adding okay. to the government. Or to the Great Council. Yeah. Um, but anyway, as, as you're asking the question of what's next to the rest of the members around you, um, Stratirion Stephanos Rospita... Mm-hmm. Stratina is title, Stephanos Revspita is full name. Um, I don't know why I made it so difficult to say. <laughs> <laughs> that is a flaw. But is it I just want you to know that's definitely a Harry Potter spell right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, he actually walks up and he walks uh, towards some of the uh, officers that are there. Um, and he starts giving them a little bit of instructions about how, like, yeah, we... Um, we need uh we need people to come in and and, and uh, help gather out. We we want to help disseminate. I was gonna say. So what does he look like, by the way? Okay, so uh, Rod, Rod is wearing um, like a full formal uniform. Right. He is a human. Uh, he is probably about the same age, maybe even a little bit older um, than Prince John, and he's got uh, a fully grayed out hair. Uh, like kind of silver fox we'll go ahead and say okay. uh, but he's definitely had years uh, in the force uh, and he's uh, he's been leader of it for a while but he, uh, he clearly looks sad I guess is the first thing to note because of the situation he's like wow th- this this happened on my watch how could this have happened kind of look on his face um, and so, so there is definitely a forlorn element to, to the right. way that he's looking right now. Um, but, but he's also got a next step, right? Yeah. Like this is what we have to do in order to bounce right. back. Gotcha. Uh, look to him. Um, and he starts, uh, talking, you know, we, uh, we got to gather the resources, uh, and, and people, our forces aren't going to be enough to, to handle all of this. Uh, and really investigate all this. We we don't know all the situation out there. Um, and are you like gesturing in the background while he's saying this to us? Because he's not talking to you. He's like well, you can hear him, but he's like talking to the cops that are there. Well, yeah, no, I was waiting on him to walk uh, to get to walk up so I could walk over to him anyway. Mm-hmm. So this whole time I've been like approaching him slowly. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he kind of notices you in the background, and he goes, uh, "Yeah." Uh, and, and he like points out that there are other people. There, it's like not just you. There are other people who are clearly like walking forward too, even in just the VIP tent area. <laughs> that are like, we have things that we can do and we can help. And he looks out and he goes, "Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, uh, I appreciate, I appreciate uh, all the help. We're, we're definitely gonna need it. Look, uh, as we establish here, I'm sure that a lot of you have already seen some of the tents out there that are helping people out." You can go and do that uh, tomorrow. Though there's, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold a, a session, a kind of meeting with as many people as possible over at the station, and 
uh, will help organize ourselves better, especially in terms of the investigation element side of things. Uh, if you if you want to help, obviously helping out here right now is great. Uh, but if you could show up tomorrow to to that meeting, uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, go ahead and tell anybody else who, who might be interested in that as well. And he says to the officers, "Yeah, that's what your duty is right now is make sure you gather as many help as you can." Mm-hmm. So this why I just kind of make eye contact and I nod. I salute in a very like blue district kind of way, and then. <laughs> Kind of walk back to the over to the guys, and I'm just like. He's from Winhelm. He's spent maybe a little bit of time in the Volatile, so he's just kind of like. Oh no, uh, I'm, I yeah. I don't expect him to know. <laughs> I don't expect him to get it. It's it's. He gets that it's a gesture of respect, and, mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, yep. And so yeah, I turn back around to the guys, and I'm just like, so we're helping, right? I don't I don't see a reason why not. I don't think I really want to go back, so I guess I'll I'll pitch in. Sure. Yeah, no, but we're, we're helping. And we're well, you back. didn't see that exciting <laughs> about it. That's so exciting. <laughs> so exciting about it. <laughs> Glad to have you with us, Monami. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that's the end of tonight's session. We'll pick up on that note next time. That's it for coppers and cantrips. Woo, we have a name. <laughs> <laughs> what will the players do as the dust settles from the Order's attack? How will they react to Prince John's announcement about the Grand Council? And will they answer Grandmere's call in its time of need? Find out next time on Coppers and Cantrips. That's all for us for now. Until next time, may you roll more 20s than 1s.